Hi guys, welcome back to Mental Illness and Sharks. Um, it has been a hot second, uh, <laughs> kind of more than a hot second. It's been, I was looking at my last, uh, the date of my last podcast and it was like a month plus and I was um, uh, disappointed in myself. But it's been a choppy few months, so you know, everybody needs a break sometimes. Um, I'm really excited and I hope you are too. Because today our guest is my wonderful and incredible friend Markel. Markel, can you give it, just give us um, a little intro on yourself, who you are, um, what do you do, all that jazz? Um, I am a multifaceted artist. I'm originally from the Eastern Shore of Maryland, little 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 small town, you know. Um, well, yeah, I'm a multifaceted artist and a chef, um, an advocate, a teacher, and a friend. I mean, that's that's basically me in a nutshell. I love the last one. That was cute. Because <laughs> um, you are a fantastic friend. I so, yeah. um, so today our topic is a bit more broad than our previous topics. It's kind of just, we're just going to encompass the stigma around mental illness um and people that don't like really believe in mental illness but also people that don't understand mental illness and they think they do which is not their fault because i mean look at the media look at what we base our opinions of mental health on it's messed up and it's untrue and we're thought to be violent and I so I listened to this other podcast um it's called um a bipolar a schizophrenic and a podcast and the woman who's schizophrenic Michelle Hammer she made this clothing line and one of her shirts says I'm mentally ill and I don't kill and I love it um so that is what we're talking about and I really just want to hand this over to Markel because he has a lot to say and I cannot wait to hear all of it. All right, you, re- you ready, Freddie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, where should I start? Uh, well, I was in a relationship with someone who was diagnosed with social anxiety, uh, bipolar, all these, it's like, literally, it was just, like, out of the wazoo, just so many di- diagnoses that was just upon him for, like, just mental health, and I was like, okay, but, like, being with him, it showed me and kind of opened my eyes, is what, which is what I like to help others do, and like kind of like open their eyes to see that the way the media and the way the world actually perceives mental health truly is not the way that it actually is like and on an everyday basis on everyday life it is not that way um i i had moments where he would where he would uh just be up in the middle of the night, you know, having those manic, those manic, uh, manic moments, manic weeks, 
manic days. And most of the time you would hear him talk about, and it was always repetitive. It was always the same thing. It was always about, oh, something from his childhood or some childhood trauma, something that happened that was in the past or something that had just happened within the day and he just wouldn't let it go. And they tried to say out in the world that most people, when they have their manic moments, it's it's literally just they're either really, really up or they're really, really down. And honestly, they're, they're really both. Like most of the time, there's people that's walking on a regular. They're actually just having a manic moment. It's somebody that you could be working with and they're actually in a manic moment. And that's what they that's what they don't tell us. That's what they don't show us. Like I know sometimes I actually am having a panic attack at some moments and some of my friends they don't realize that I'm actually having one. But it 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 comes to it comes down to getting to know people to a a, a level where you wouldn't really have to question, are they okay? You can just automatically be able to tell and then do something about it. Because when I was dating him, when I was married to him, I honestly didn't know what to do. I never had to deal with anyone who constantly had an issue or something or some trauma or some trigger was always there. Never. But I had to learn. I had, I had, I had to learn the hard way. I guess you can say I had to learn the hard way. And that was like being thrown to the wolves. Like, Hey, here, there you go. That's what the universe wants you to do. Learn this, learn how to deal with this. Learn how to help people because this, like, this is the way that you're going to be able to help them. And it was so many moments where I know I didn't know what to do, but I found ways. And sometimes it's literally the simplest. Honestly, most of the time, all the time, it's literally the simplest things. Have a conversation. Hugs. Saying words of affirmation to the person. You know, I love you. You're beautiful. You're awesome. There's no one like you. You know, those little things. It helps out a lot. Even if they're just spazzing the hell out. It helps out a lot. Just the littlest things. It may not seem like it. And yes, they might fight back. Yes, they might, you know, do all the crazy things that they do. In their little episode or in their little moment. Because honestly, that's all it is. It's really like our our inner child having a moment, having a tantrum. And it just needs someone that's comforting to come and help them with that. Just to ease it on down. Sit them on down. Um... I don't know what else to say. I, yeah, I, 
No, look, I thank you so much for that. And I like when you were talking about God, hold on, I totally drew draw a blank. Drew a blank, but when you were talking about how a lot of the times those that suffer from mental illness have had childhood trauma and that's true it's not always true um and also there are people that have gone through traumatic incidences and they don't have mental illness but a lot of them have and when you said like like you thought like why can't you just let that go and now you know like obviously it's like for a lot of people it is like excruciating it is so hard to let go and like you said, you had to find out that part the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, mm-hmm. it's like, how can I put it? It's like an a artist. It's like an artist that that had started to create a a, a sculptor. They started to create or started sculpting and. Literally, they started it, and they started chiseling, started chiseling, started chiseling. Pieces start to form, and then it just stops. And that's how most people that deal with mental illness, that's how they feel sometimes when they are alone, when when they feel like no one's hearing them, or, or when they feel like their voice is silent, when they don't let things go, and they just keep talking about that same thing all over again even if you have come to like help them with a solution or some some way to like you know help them get over that bridge honestly it's just like that like it literally our first five years of life is our five years of development like how we do things what we our yes our no's our rights our wrongs our, 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 in a way, our ethics is, is, it, it's our, that's our developing time. And when those first five years are fucked up from just like moments in your life, yeah, just traumatic moments, that, that's literally going to be there with you because right after that, the brain, once you hit six, you're pretty much like, oh, okay, I can do this, I can do that. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. It's no longer like really, yes, you are learning. We're always learning. Even if you're 89, you're still learning. But the brain at this point has come to the to the realization, oh, this is what I do. So now as a child, you're just going and doing, but not realizing you're traumatized from these things. You're triggered from this. You're triggered from that. And it, it, a lot of the times it doesn't register until you're older. And because I, I also a lot of the times, not always, but you block out that experience mm-hmm. and you don't like it register or come to terms with it until you're older. Yeah. 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 And, and that, and that's where the hard part is because no one does when you're growing up, no one does come and sit down with you to say, Hey, I think that this is going on with you right now. Can we talk about that? You know, that kind of thing. But 
if I did, honestly, if I did have someone in my life when I was like seven, maybe eight, and that had came and talked to me that way and let me know what was going on, I don't think that I would, you know, still to this day, working on fighting a childhood trauma because I deal with PTSD. I, I probably would not be dealing with it as hard as I am. That's what I should say. As hard as I am right now. Because when you do get older, it does become a little more difficult. Because you come to that. And I've seen it with a lot of elders. They, they hit a certain age or people start to get a certain age and they're just like, I don't give a fuck no more. Or just eh, whatever. I've been here long enough. I know how this go. That kind of attitude. But it's just like, no, you're not healing anything from that. You're not you're not fixing anything. Yeah, and it's um and it's brutal and so hard to fix and you know, we have to realize that and some yeah, like what you said, like a lot of people are like, well, this has been with me forever. So, and at this age, like, why fight it? But I, I, I hope people do. And, but it is so hard. But I, I wish everyone, I hope everyone and it's not going to happen. It's not possible. But I do wish everyone um, a way to get over, not get over, but live a life where that does not control you. And again, I am not saying that that is easy or that that is what a lot of people go through. I'm just saying I I have no idea what childhood trauma feels like. And I can fully admit that and I will never know and that is something that I will never I will never begin to um, have to deal with so I um, again I I just want to validate those that are and I can't you know I can't like truly like sympathize with that but you you deserve to have a life in which that doesn't control you um so that's all I want to say and also I well okay also I want to say that if if I have said anything like that is not okay or wrong or that you think is inappropriate, please email me, please talk to me. And I want to learn and I want to be able to, you know, adequately say stuff like that. Um, Cause it's not my place in a lot of ways to say. So, all right. Do you have anything else to say or else we can, Move on to Sharkies. I just want to say to everyone out there dealing with mental 
illness, mental health. You're not alone. No one is ever alone. And realize that. You have love around you because it starts with you. And also to the world. If you could just make a friend, at least just one friend, a week, and actually genuinely make them a friend, genuinely talk to them, you know, hugs, even if they if they don't like it, do it anyway. Like I have a friend, my one of my roommates, she actually doesn't like hugs, but we've been forcing hugs on her and now she's just like, oh, okay, yeah, hugs, yeah, hugs. And we see the difference. It's been helping her. She's not so... Yeah. She's not so uh, to herself, like, all pent up and stuff. Um, But yes, to the world, yeah, do that. And you will see the world heal. You will see the, the place where you stay change. Slowly but surely. Um, gosh, thank you so much for that. Um, I just am beyond appreciative for all of my incredible guests um, and those of, that have sp- supported me. Oh, also, I just, sorry, I just wanted to touch on my um, previous podcast about my experience with being bipolar. And I... I just got so much love and support. Um, So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was terrifying to post and you guys made me feel just accepted and heard. So thank you. Okay. So I want to move on to some sharky stuff. Um, So... I'm going to start by telling you what shark you are. I want to say a blue shark because they are... <laughs> okay, so... I, I I When I interviewed Billy, I said a blue shark too. But you are... Like I said with Billy, like you're good under pressure. When we worked at a restaurant, you were so kind to me. And I know I keep talking about restaurants <laughs> and... How, like, people, um, like, I don't know, like, they didn't snap at me, they, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and also, you're just direct, and I love that about you. Um, so, yeah, that's, boom, bam, that's why you're the, the blue shark. Um, so... The, I want to do a shark fact. And let's see. I had kind of touched on this in the episode with Emily um, about her experiencing depression. Um, I talked about how um, you can hypnotize tiger sharks. And oh. yeah, I, right? And... Tiger sharks are, they're up there on the dangerous scale. They eat, a lot, they, you know, they have a wide range of diet and 
they you know tires and uh license plates they're just eh, you know i they're up there but you i mean don't do this at home like i really hope you never have to do this but when if you come face to face with a tiger there are two things to do right and this is what i'm getting from like what i've researched so i'm not just making this up but if you're nose to nose with a tiger shark, you it a lot it can become hypnotized, nose to nose. Um, and the, like the place I read this on said like kissing a tiger shark, and it can truly it then when you do that it can float up and be vertical to you, which is so cool, right? And. Also, really quickly, um, Billy from Blue Sharks and Banter, he sent me this really awesome video of somebody, like, another thing you can do with tiger sharks is this woman, the tiger shark's coming at her, and she gently took the tiger shark by the nose and just let it up, just pushed it up gently to the surface of the water, and... He was like, he was chilling. Um, so I, I truly hope you don't have to experience that. But that is it. That was today. Um, and I am so happy to be back. And um, I can't wait for, you know, you guys to listen to this. And yeah. So Markel, thank you so much. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. And um Guys, if you have any uh, questions, concerns, critiques, email me, califuqua at gmail.com, C-A-L-L-A-F, as in Frank, U-Q-U-A, at gmail.com. Yes. What you? And thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for listening. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, have a great the rest of your day, weekend. No, wait. Week. Okay, there we go. Um, be well. Thank you. <laughs>